And Rashad Penny will come off IR and start for me this week. That'll be good. The problem with Penny is that they play on Tuesday. So, Colin, you won't know about Collins. You might have to pick up Travis Homer. Have you had a look at my squad, mate? I'm not concerned about what time they play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's all going to come down to the timing of when the penny is dropped. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ocho Bowl Fantasy Podcast, everyone. It's week seven, approaching six weeks in the book. We're nearing the halfway mark of the season and things are really heating up in the Ocho Bowl. As always, Steve Mann here, joined by Andrew O'Halloran and Chris Keane. Gentlemen, a little bit slightly better than we were a couple of weeks ago when we last on the podcast. A few wins amongst us since that time. How are we doing? Good on a winning streak, two in a row. I've never felt this exhilarated before in my life. Yeah, you're rocketing up the uh, the leaderboard, mate. It's uh, impressive, but uh, it's nice having a, a a halfway point that's bang on seven weeks. I reckon, rather, rather than this mm. you know, week thirteen kind of split in the middle. Fourteen weeks, I like it. It sits well with me. I'm going to need every Great. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we all. Uh, that's a fair call. Um, it's yeah, it's been a weird few weeks across the league we'll, we'll get into some of the detail as we go through today but plenty of injuries in the actual nfl which have raided particularly the running back stocks and then the bye weeks have just hit us this last week and continue on and yeah there's some teams that are looking a little shaky at the moment oh without question it's it's one of the biggest i think um in terms of bye weeks it's just there's just that many good fantasy players on by this week i think across a lot of teams so if you escape this week uh, with a pretty healthy roster, you've done well, I reckon, because I think a lot of teams are struggling, myself included. Also, a lot of the teams at the top, uh, normally, you know, team, Havers and Fitzy and like, I, I, I won't put Woodsy in that group. I'll be nice to him. But teams that aren't normally at the top, so they've sort of come in to these bye weeks in a bit of a different spot in trying to protect their position instead of trying to come up the ladder like they normally are. So it'd be interesting to see how they handle it. Mm, certainly will. Um, let's keep with our usual format and jump straight into our headlines of the week. Um, Kamish, I think you, your voice and enthusiasm last time probably got you the front page. So do you want to kick us off with yours? Uh, extra, extra, Ocho Bowl at the middle of the road. Also, that middle of the road is also where the rubber is meeting it because it's a big <laughs> week at the Ocho Bowl for finals predictions. The long headline this week, long headline. Um, so, yeah, as we touched on, there's a lot uh, to unpack there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this week is week seven, which will be dead on halfway point of the season. But it's also so all three of us and Jared, who are in the bottom half of the league, um, are playing people in the top half of the league. So, um, it's a big week in that if you're in the top half, you could probably cement a spot or wet cement a spot in the uh finals whereas you know if we lose especially the podcast host we go to two and five so 
Um, it's a tough road back from two and five. So I think a big, big week, I think, for playoff hopes this week. It is a big week. Can I, can I just say, and I'm someone who talks a lot, I don't reckon you could have packed a single extra word into that if you tried, where basically <laughs> you were trying to say the bottom half play the top half this week. Yeah, you've somehow done it in two thousand words. That was very impressive. I'm, yeah, you've got a future in communications. <laughs> Look, you've got to give the people what they want. More O'Halloran talking. <laughs> Most of the emails we get do do say that. To be fair, <laughs> uh, you're right though. It is, and is the the bye week dynamic. Looking at the matchups, we'll talk about them later, but. There's a couple where the buyers really are running rampant through some teams. So you're right, really split the league this week. Uh, Keeney, what about you? Yeah, I'll try and be a little uh, more succinct than uh, Kamish was there. But gee, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the obvious one here, boys, and that is the rise of the main man, Fitzy. Five and one, I think he's eclipsed his season average in week six, which is impressive. Um Obviously, with the restrictions easing in a couple of days, I'm sure the commission will start scoping out kind of where he wants to get to, uh, what kind of parlour he wants to have a look at. Um, so that's convenient for him. But and we'll and we'll touch on this, I'm sure, in the in the reviews. But what a wild game against Irv Smith Jr.'s meniscus. Um, wow. That Buffalo Tennessee, he couldn't script it either way. Whether they kick the field goal and then, you know, he's down by basically nothing with Derek Henry in overtime. It was just, it was set up so beautifully, um, but it, it could just be year of the Fitzy boys. I know I said I was going to be succinct, but third income year of the Fitzy. I think he's seventh in scoring right now, five and one. These are the type of morale boosting wins you need. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, and, and, and let's, let's just go back over that finish again, because effectively you've got Fitzy with a lead, Dale with a pretty, pretty long shot of catching him, but Derek Henry in the bank, as well as Tyler Bass, the kicker. Tyler Bass puts up a, a nice fat 15 or whatever it was that he scored. But Derek Henry, three touchdowns, just ran all over them um, and did a lot of his work late, as he always does. But just gave Fitzy some real heart attacks. But then ultimately got to the final drive where, well, it was really the semi-final drive because Tennessee had the ball and all he needed was basically Fitzy just going, Derek Henry can't get this touchdown here and I'm fine. Or they don't score a touchdown, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to win. Tannehill drives it down the field too quickly and leaves Buffalo with time on the clock and Fitzy with a lead of just under three. So then basically, and Buffalo trailing by three. So then he needs the Buffalo defense to stand up, which he's got, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, the ball. No, that was in your game. No, Sorry, Andrew. But yeah, so you need a Buffalo defense stand up. Buffalo drive it all the way down the field, get to a fourth and in inches or you know, fourth and six inches, whatever it is, at the two yard line. All he needs is kick the field goal, Dale wins. Run it in for a touchdown or do anything else, Fitzy wins, but it's fourth, so he's home. They don't kick the field goal because overtime would have done it for him anyway. Don't kick the field goal and Fitzy comes away with the chocolates. It's Unbelievable! A big decision and got stopped, so they lost the game. By the way, not 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 just a yeah, incredible, unreal. But incredible. seriously, they're the kind of those those close wins or records in close games are pretty important in fantasy. When you can get them, you just take them. And um, as a result, five and one on top of the table after six weeks, just like we all predicted. Yep. 
Year of the Fits and Year of the Havers, my two predictions. I'll tell you what, they might not have been predictions from this year, but my two predictions, (laughs) they are going very, very well at the moment, sitting in the top two most points for in Havers. Um, My headline is Trade Bonanza. And I speak in the past tense, I speak in the present tense, and I speak in the future tense when I talk about the excitement of trades in this league. We've had all three bring in a lot of action. The, 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 the past, of course, is the um, – and there's, there's a term for this in the sustainability human rights world, and that is exploitation um, of the commish on Ben's team. Um, and he somehow managed to get Kelsey in, and, then, and then he just shipped him off to Woodsy. So that's a talking point which we'll come back to. The current trades one, which I'd love to delve into a little, is just what do you do with the bye weeks, particularly with some of these teams? There's a bit of a split in the league at the moment. There's already – a pretty clear gap between sixth at four and two and eighth at two and four. Um, and then the third one is future. Well, when do you start thinking about the keeper trades and starting to stock up for next year? I feel like there's a couple of teams, Ben being the main one, um, who pretty much already put the queue in the rack. So maybe maybe kicking off with the past, Andrew, do you want to talk us with, through the Kelsey trade? And Ben got his man finally. Um, Woodsy Ben, I should say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, it was so Woodsy. So there was a lot of talk on a Kelsey for Josh Allen trade when I suggested as a joke that we couldn't get done, um, which I don't think Woodsy should have done because he would have had no quarterbacks. Like, I think he would have had Roethlisberger and Jimmy Jeezy starting quarterbacks if he'd done that. Um, <laughs> and then, so then we sort of went back and forth and came out with the trade we did. My thought process at the time, I was 0 and 4 was just that, and I didn't have any strong keepers, was if Kelsey does his knee, like I can't keep him. I've got all my eggs in the one basket. I need to sort of diversify. And then I think I got good value and made my team overall stronger, but obviously not a, as high single top end player. But um, yeah, I was more just, I don't want to ha- have all my eggs in the Kelsey basket and then trade him in a couple of weeks if he gets injured and I can't trade him. And then I'm cooked next year as well. Mm-hmm. So so talk us through who exactly was involved in the trade in the end. So I traded Kelsey Ayuk, which Ayuk, I was like, he has to be in the trade because I don't want to cut him, but I don't want him on my team anymore. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you have to take Ayuk. And then um, I initially offered... Tyson Williams, and then he asked for Jimmy G, so he had a quarterback for when I play in this week because um, both his quarterbacks are on by. And then I got uh, DJ Moore, who hasn't been as good since I traded for him, uh, Cotterelli, and um, uh, what's his name um, from the Dolphins that I am blanking on his name. Waddle. Um, Jalen Waddle. Mm. Yeah, it was an interesting one. Do you, do you feel your team stronger? Yes, I think my team. I think that's a, like some other things have come along as well. But um, like I think like Higby, while he's not great, he's still like he's always going to put up that sort of ten points. And at the time, he was sort of my only good player on my bench. Where I'm like, as well, trading out golf allows me to put him in, where it's, it's still a downgrade, but I'm still getting sort of like a eight to 10 tight end most weeks. So, Mm. um, yeah, I was just trying to maximize as much of what I had because my team was so bad. So 
Um, especially now, like I've got Zeke, Mixon, and Cordarelli. Like, I think that's you could make an argument that's up there with the top running backs and like running back three in the league. Cordarelli. Hmm. Yes. Well, we'll see how he comes back out of the bye this week. Um, the present trade, Keeney, let me throw a scenario at you and tell me what you would do in this case. Uh, your Cam. So if you want to pull up Cam's roster and have a look, you can. Um, for the listeners out there who are following along and probably don't have Cam's roster in front of them um, for pretty obvious reasons that no one saw this coming. Um, Cam comes into an absolute horror week where he plays Ben. So what should be most teams mark that down as a win this season, unfortunately for Ben. He's got on by his, excuse me, he's got his, uh, oh, he's now set his roster. That's annoying. Okay, he did have on by his starting quarterback, Dak Prescott. He's got Barkley, who's still injured. Zach Moss and James Robinson, his two running backs for last week, were on by. He's also got Keenan Allen on by and his tight end, um, Dawson Knox, on by. So he does have Mike Kosicki, who can come in at tight end, but he's basically got a bit of a hodgepodge of running backs and he's had to bring Baker Mayfield in um, and start Taysom Hill as his second QB. So a lot of holes in his team. So keeping that in mind, the trade I offered him was he would give me Dak Prescott, and I would give him Jameis Winston and Devontae Booker. Um, now, before, I, I think players-wise, that's very clearly in my favour, but the context being he's got Saquon, so he gets the handcuff, regardless of how long Saquon's in, injury is, um, and he gives up a two and four. He gives up Dak downgrade to Jameis, but he doesn't have to absorb a buy because Jameis already has buy. And obviously goes into this week with two more starting players than he had. Would you? Yeah. Would you consider? <clears throat> it's always it's always interesting. Probably uh, thinking about it, two and four. Do you do you basically buy yourself a win, or try and buy yourself a win at that point? Because that's kind of what he's doing. He's his team's getting worse, but he's almost locking in a win without being disrespectful. But um, yeah, I think if he can start another QB, he's pretty strong favorite to beat Ben. Um, I don't mind the side of Booker as a handcuff to Barkley. Um, I think it's I think it's fair enough. If I think you could talk yourself into it if you wanted to, but I probably if I was a Dak owner, I probably wouldn't do it. That's I feel like you get more for that for Dak from like if you went to Fitzy, you could get more. I think for Dak, where even if Fitzy gave up more and took a loss this week, you know Fitzy needs. Better like a second quarterback, Fitzy could give him a good wide receiver and like some players to start this week or something. Yeah. And I'd I'd also want, um, if I'm Cam, I'd want something juicy for a keeper next year in a DAC trade if I'm going to do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think as well, like there's a month till the trade deadline or so. So it's like I was talking to Ben a bit earlier as well, and he was sort of talking about, looking at getting some keeper value and it's like well you might as well like yes you can do trades now but those trades are still going to be there in four weeks and like then you know and as well you've got less injury risk if a player gets injured um you know and the teams that are near the finals are the ones you know are going to be there so um, they're more likely to want to get rid of those keeper values so Mm. Uh, with the keeper trades, I think it's going to be a little bit before they sort of start start going off, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. I think, and that, it's a nice segue into Keeper. I think that the irony with the, the cam trade is I didn't really want to do it either. Like I thought I actually felt like I was, I'm getting Dak, but I'm kind of, I, I need to win as well. But also I just didn't, I don't know, just didn't have a good feeling about it. So I was kind of, he, he, he rejected it straight away, came back, but I thought it was a nice example of the type of, bi-week trading that you would never consider otherwise, but suddenly starts mm. to have relevance. Um, is, to your point around the future, I, I agree. I think it's right. Four weeks, you may as well wait to the end. The only issue is it's going to be a an absolute sprint to the finish where we've because we've got a quite a divisive, divided league this year where, you know, I said earlier, you've got sixth on four and two and you've got eighth on two and four you're probably going to have a few people locked in pretty early so they can start scavenging. You're mm. going to have some people gone early who are going to start trying to pick up the keepers. Mm. Do you reckon they'll wait or do you reckon it starts sooner? I think, yeah, I think it could be one of those things where um, like there's none and then one person does one and then it's just like bang, bang, bang and they all go because you don't want to be yeah. the sort of the guy who gets the worst value for your good players. Um mm. But it's also easier for Ben in that, you know, he's 0-6. You know, if he, especially if he loses like one more week, he's nearly, like he's almost certainly cooked now. But like, you can just sit there and wait. And then even if there's one done, then you like, you don't have to sort of worry about, whereas like, you know, all of us who are two and four and Cam um, in the, you know, we've got a chance to make the playoffs. So we still have to be a competitive team at the moment. And hope that you know we get a couple of lucky wins and sort of get up into five hundred. Whereas, you know, we might not know for two to three weeks whether if we've still got a shot of making playoffs or not. Yeah, who's the best keeper at the moment? Ooh, I'll need to get my little spreadsheet up. Hold on. I'll I'll, I'll throw a few at you just just to kind of get the juices flowing. Please. Um, uh, and I'm not going to necessarily just go for the really late round guys because obviously like Rob Gronkowski went in the 16th, you get a 13th for him. Um, he's all right. There's, there's some value there probably. Uh, Marquise Brown in the 14th. I reckon mm. that's Hollywood Brown's a pretty juicy one. You get yep. 11th for him. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? We've got... There's one in um, while I'm looking, one in my roster I'm pretty happy with, which is Mark Andrews. Took him in the seventh, so it was a fourth rounder for next year. Um, don't little mind that mind that little one tucked away. Um, I think some of the sorry. waiver guys, like um, I think Jared's got a good one with Kadarius Tony next year. Yeah, like, agree. He looks like they they want him to be the star of that offense. Um, so you, you sort of what a tenth rounder for him next year. Anything in open draft is probably like a fourth or a fifth, especially if they draft a better quarterback. I think Manny, you've got a you've got a better one than Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. No, Sean. oh sorry, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah, but yeah, I mean, already players. Yeah, true. I, yeah, that's. I I don't think of him because I think I think I want to keep him. But you're right. I guess it's yeah. No, you're right. Um, the other one Jared's got is Jamar Chase. I know he took him in the seventh, but a fourth round pick. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, he'll go before that, won't he? Yeah, yeah. He'll well, be you would one, think he'd be like a late sec, or if he keeps improving, I mean, you'd think like early third, maybe pick in a regular draft. So, 
Yeah, I, I reckon he's like where Calvin Ridley went this year. Or if you really want to be like like for like, Justin Jefferson went in the third round. Yeah, he's the same guy from last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, spot on. It's interesting. There's a couple. Daniel Jones early. Havers like for the after the first few weeks, he looked pretty good. Um, and so did Sam Darnold with Camo. They were in the ninth and eleventh round respectively. Although the wheels have fallen off a little on those two. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I reckon, um, which irks me because I really wanted to get him, but I reckon he's. He's shown a lot more than a. He's worth. He might not be in Denver next year. He's on his last year of his contract. If we keep playing, crap, like, he will reckon we'll, somewhere though. He's um, good. Enough, yeah, probably like. He's. I, know, I think he's probably going to be end up being in that like good backup role, and he'll get paid for the next seven years of his life. Yeah. Tony Pollard, I reckon he's he's be worth an eighth. You took him in the eleventh. He's definitely come out this year because you took him there as a. Almost a handcuff, but yeah, not that you had the guy he was handcuffed to, but you just had the old open handcuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a chance. Um, depending on what they do with ETN and Robinson, he's probably my best bet. But um, yeah, maybe Pollard. I don't know. How, remind me again, Commission, how many we can get? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. Cool. Where's um just on the fly? Where's uh, Jerry Judy? Uh, I think he's a second rounder. Okay. Um, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go there. So just like anyone with Denver is interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, well, I uh, think Aaron Rodgers yeah. going to Denver. Yeah. Um, not Don't keep up to date with these sorts of news. Well, it was heavy rumor. Heavy rumor this year. Yeah, this year. But it's like it was too expensive for Green Bay. So I think. And uh, we could have a new coach, so we'll just hire whoever he wants as a coach. But he can go do Jeopardy if he wants. I don't think the Denver ownership will care. So I think the other one, who's, and this might be a fraction steep, but Javante Williams could be pretty interesting mm. next year as a, as a fourth rounder. Melvin Gordon is out of contract. He'll leave and mm. he'll be the lone back, I would think. Um, yeah. And especially if Rogers gets there, I'd happily take him as a fourth rounder. Yeah, the main, the number one ticket holder of the pod has him, Camo. So, Camo's also got Fournette with a ninth next year if he keeps playing like this. Jeez, yeah, wow. Um, mm, he wouldn't be bad. Derek Carr early looks pretty good. You could have got him with an eighth fail, but he's again slowed a little bit since his coach was outed as a racist and a homophobe and everything mm. else could cancelled. Um, no, you certainly can't. Um, I know Fitzy will be pretty keen to take the Rams defense. Yep. Uh, as, a, as an 11th round keeper. Funny enough, after everything we've said about it, he has picked the best defense first. So there's that. Like for once, it's actually happened. But I wouldn't, I don't think you could say that about the rest of the defense taken after that. Been a bit shaky. Uh, Fitzy does have Debo as a fifth round keeper next year, which if he stays healthy this whole year, he'll be definitely keeping him, I think. He also has Hunter Renfro as a. 15th rounder. 15th rounder. Is... <laughs> he's actually pretty good, you know. Yeah. He's yeah, he's oh, a competent NFL player. Yeah. yeah he like he's in that he, he's, like he's Cole Beasley. He's just a slot receiver. Yeah, yeah. like probably has yeah. lacks a bit of upside, but Julian he's Edelman. Good. He's just that like he's like a like maybe a poor man, Adam Thielen, but like just that like white guy who 
isn't that quick, but just runs good routes through the middle and takes catches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like those players are also then how good they are is just dependent on their quarterback. Like yeah. you look at like Edelman and Welker and whatever, they're the same level of player. They just had a great quarterback or quarterbacks in Welker's case. Um, whereas like if you know Rogers ended up going to Oakland, then Hunter Renfro is probably like a top 30 wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what one final call out on this? You mentioned Kadarius Tony, but oh, I look at Ben's roster. So he drafted Kadarius Tony in the 15th round, who is easily the best prospect he had drafted. And he's dropped him and Jared's got him now. Uh, to be so, fair, Kadarius Tony, like there was uh, I people know. dropping it, him in um, like uh, dynasty leagues. Like he looked so bad in preseason. And like it looked like he might not even get on the field, and then he he's a bit like Justin Jefferson, where once he gets on the field, it, like all the other stuff doesn't matter. He's like, yeah, oh, just so look, I, yeah I, not 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 saying it was a terrible decision at the time, but no, just yeah. the way the seasons played out. He's he's zero and six, and the one guy who he kind of is absolutely hit on as a flyer who would have been great job over next year is well, one person who's gone from his roster. Yeah, um, well, I think so. Ben will be uh, hoping for Matt Nagy to get fired because he's. Like, I was talking to the, about this earlier. He's got Fields and um, Darnell Mooney is probably two keepers at the moment. And if they can get a decent coach and actually run proper plays for him, then mm. yeah, he could be all in on the Bears' offense next year. Yeah, Did, you'd um, have to take Fields as a third and Mooney as a tenth. Mm. That's not yeah. terrible. Did, yeah. um, the, did the Waddle keeper status sway you in that trade? Did you actually look at that before you did the trade? Because that, for me, Waddle looks like a nice. Yeah, ninth round, that was ninth, ninth round. Part of the, I do. I wasn't going to do the trade without Waddle. Yeah. So I there was a couple of other ideas, but then when it was sort of like DJ Moore, Cotterelli, and then I'm like, Waddle has to be the third because I want. When I was zero four, I'm like, I want someone who, like, will be a keeper next year if they're not injured. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, let's let's jump into results. So I'll run through week five. Yell out if there's anything interesting to say from these games. I was just um, going to say, mate, before we do, did we want to air out a dirty laundry trade here or do we want to save that? Always. Always? Now's the time. Well, in, I, yeah. I had a trade, um, you know, pass through my inbox. Um, you'll probably work it out when I tell you who the players were that are involved. But So I might as well just be transparent. Um, look, Camo's come to me here. Oh, with, with loose trade. lips sink ships Camo. Oh, <laughs> loose lips. And look, we've been quite buddy-buddy over the recent uh, times with the Ds. And, um, you know, he's, he just sends me some good stuff every now and then. Um, he did preface this by saying, I never do this. So he's very <laughs> reluctant to to air any dirty laundry, but he said in that's, this case... That's the equivalent of saying no offence before you offend yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he said, look, I never do this, but in this case I will. Is he taking the piss? Now, I'll let you blokes decide. I've not run this by you, so this will be fresh uh, to your ears straight, uh, straight here. So let's have a look at this. Ben Woods involved. Oh, yeah, oh. This is already bad if it's Woodsy because he's sent out some shockers in the last couple of weeks and you guys have probably seen oh, some. Cleats and potatoes. Now, Looking forward to this. Speaking of a nice keeper option, he was after Javante Williams oh, yeah. and Trevor Lawrence. 
in this oh, yeah. deal. Mm. So two two pretty nice pieces, I would think. Mm. Uh, I'd be I'd be happy with those two currently. Sure, um, surely giving giving up something pretty pretty big for those two, you'd think. A couple of premium assets coming back Camo's way. What's he got? Uh, he's got. And just looking at Woodsy, so we're talking, you know, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, DK Metcalf. Yeah, okay, just getting in that, in that the types of range. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he thought, Kamo, uh, you can have in return Miles Gaskin and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Woodsy. Oh, That's so, not so odd, is it? That's he's gone. Like so least. basically, Woodsy's gone to Kamo and go, look, give me your brand new Armani suit, and I'll yeah. just chuck you some used laundry. Yeah, basically, it's just when you, when you started with the M, I thought it was going to be Mike Williams in the trade. I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. But then Miles Gaskin, what are you smoking, Woodsy? And yeah, can I have some? It's uh, <laughs> it's a real sort of um, yeah, real tarot cash sort of suit for the races, <laughs> the Mornington Cup sort of setup. <laughs> you, 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 if you if you like break that down, you no one would take. Miles Gaskin over Javante Williams at this point in time. Was this after this round? So not after he just scored the 30. It was after he got a back week to ago. touches again. Oh, yeah. oh so okay. It so it was after he put up the 30. So he's probably trying. It was. Yeah, it was on Friday. So it was last Friday. Yep. Right. Okay. So I, I guess there's a little more like, you know, it's, he's still trying it on, but at least he's, you know, oh, the guy's just scored 30. But it's everyone would, I would assume, want Javante. And then secondly... Who in the right mind would want Ben Roethlisberger over Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> he's he's dying. He, uh, have you blokes watched the Pittsburgh game? It is it's almost oh. hard to watch. Poor Deontay. Yeah. It's uh, well, at least Deontay runs short routes though. Yeah, that's imagine being target. Chase Claypool. Yeah, yeah, down the field. So yeah, more yeah, that's probably more relevant. More poor Chase Claypool. Seriously, oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. brutal to watch. Jeez, that's that's well. Keep trying, Woodsy. So someone will think, accept by accident one day. I think it's worth airing out those ones <laughs> just to keep keep the podcast listeners honest. I reckon. I agree. And yeah, anyone out there who's getting any of those ones coming in, um, feel free to fire them that way. We're always <laughs> happy to throw someone under the bus. <laughs> so jumping back to week five, and and we'll skim across them like we have in the past. But if anyone's got some call outs here, um, the first one was. One of the high-scoring games we've ever seen, and that was myself and Jared. So I put up a cheeky 189 and got belted by 30 points by Jared with a 222. Um, that was just absurd. To be fair, Mark Andrews made it way closer than it should have been, so it wasn't actually an exciting loss because he scored 41 on the Monday night game. Um, Justin Herbert showing how good he is there. Keeney hit the winner's list again with a 178, defeating Dr. Jones Havers, which is a good win against the future champ. Uh, Dale in an absolute nail-biter and probably a bit of um, preemptive karma yeah. for the following week. He got the job done by three points over Ben. Uh, Kelsey Clinton, that was 147 to 144 and absolutely went down to the wire. Um, the commish, the curse break, has also got a... Lucky break of his own with a 124 to 121 win over Camo. That was his first win for the year. Woodsy, Cleats and Potatoes smashed out a massive 209 against Cam's 160, which is a pretty disappointing score to lose from um, on the back of another huge Josh Allen game. Uh, and Reese in the last one, knocked off Fitzy, taking away the chance at a perfect season 
the old Miami Dolphins breathe a sigh of relief that their perfect record does not go broken this year. Um, that was 178 to 129, so just to be 49 pointer to the precise amount because they both scored 0.08. And that was a week five results. Anything there catch your eye, boys? Yeah, definitely the um, the commish uh, debut victory for 2021. Now the big the big storyline from that was goggles, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. didn't goggles just hobble off, get a bit yeah. foggy under the lens, and and that and he ended up winning by three points or less. Uh, and he didn't play the second half, did he? I didn't kick very well. Oh, no, so he, he, he shanked him. There was a couple of different things hit. that happened. So he got injured, and then at one point the punter went to take a field goal. Then there was a penalty. He came on, kicked the field goal, and got the three points. Oh. But then he missed, like he missed he one missed and had blocked in the last quarter. Um, but after like the dramaticness, I messaged Camo, um, and I was asking about a trade as well. I'm like, oh, bad luck for the week. And he's like chatting about the trade. He's like, oh, just saw the scores. Well played. Like two hours after the Monday Night Football is nice. played. It's just classic Camo. Uh, it does not, does not engage Camo. Do you, know, um, do you know what I like the most about it? If you watch, um, if you watch the games this week, you know how they, they normally, you know, R- Russell Wilson, for example, wasn't playing on the on, uh, this week because of his injuries. They panned to him on the sidelines and, you know, there's a big bit of a hoo-ha about the star players that are out in their in their um, tracksuit and their team kit. In the Colts game, they flashed to Rodrigo with the big nerdy glasses on, oh, yeah. and he's walking around. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. I was like, my boy. It's, yeah. it's um, it's it's well, well, it's basically yeah. You're either panning to goggles or you're panning to the owners' box. There's no yeah. real any other important people in the Colts. Oh. Um, Unreal. Moving on to week six. So the first game, and, and there was a lot of season on the line stuff happening week mm. six. Unfortunately, as we said earlier, the season playing out the way it's had, you had a bunch of teams on one and five that were basically staring down the barrel. So um, first one was one of those one and five, one and four teams. I should say that was myself. Um, got the win, 156 over Reese 137. And for those that watched the Monday night football game, just had a nice little absolute, what would you call it? Like a just a potential heartbreak in it because I only had to score seven points. Yeah, and I had Randy AJ. Gordon, kicker, and I had AJ Brown through one quarter, both on zero. Through halftime, AJ Brown still on zero, and the kicker just done a little bit. Um, but then AJ turned it on in the third quarter. Actually, sort of after Julio got injured, so Mario got a bit lucky there. But anyway, that was a twenty-point win in the end, one fifty-six to one thirty-seven. The big blockbuster, Fitzy, 148 to Dale, 145. And we've talked about how that happened earlier. Um, there's one thing here that I just got to call out straight up front. And that was Dale started David Johnson. And for those that don't remember who he is, that's understandable. He is the <laughs> running back at the Houston Texans, who was good five years ago. He scored 1.1. I went through the waiver wire at basically anyone else that you would have considered picking up off the waiver wire to start in the running back position, he pretty much could not have lost whoever he picked. He literally could have, if he, if he took the, like the guy on the waiver wire who's ahead in the depth chart of David Johnson being Mark Ingram, scored 10 or something, would have got in the week. Go around the league, basically anyone available he could have picked and he would have won. So um, it's a real questionable team management there. Um, Chase Claypool, as we talked about earlier, only scored 3.7, and he's just an enormous victim of 
Ben Roethlisberger's old age at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, the curse breakers, Kamesh 152, pretty comfortable in the end against Cam, the old Urban Meyer Wieners. Uh, there was a few nervous moments here at one point, but you got the job done pretty comfortably. Um, bit of a reverse on last week, but Keeney, you went down 125 to the old San Diego Demons, 184. Big score from Cumbo this week off the back of a few strong performances, particularly by the Denver guys. Ben, Ben, Ben. The two Bens played each other, um, so I added a superfluous Ben there, but the <laughs> Ben that we know and love who just can't take a trick this year put up a very competitive 154, but it wasn't enough against Woodsy's 162. So Ben goes to Paul Grande, goes to 0-6. Um, and then the final game for the round, Jared, another healthy 157, but not good enough to get near the 2021 future champions, Dr. Jones with Havers. We put up 176, did it pretty comfortably. Thoughts on week six? Just Ben's unluckiness, I think. Like Ben Colagrande, Ben, he had uh, Cole Beasley stopped at the like half inch line. And then a Bills return touchdown um, call back on a hold that didn't really affect it. If both those go the other way, then he beats Woodsy. And then the week before, um, you had Harris crossing the goal line and he got the ball punched Humble. out and he mm. lost by three points. That it was been an eight point turnaround. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's just pretty unlucky on Ben's behalf where he could be sitting with us at two and four instead, he's 0 and six. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Um, I mean, the only thing I would say in defense of bagging Ben is he's the lowest points for. So he's, um, (laughs) you know, like he he has been unlucky in a couple of games, but he's, he's, yeah, his team is part of the problem as well. Um, (laughs) Keeney, anything? Uh, No, not really. I mean, we've touched on just some of the close games and, um, I just love a I love a Monday night finish where it comes down to a couple of plays here and there. But uh, certainly Dale was was stiff this week, but was fortunate the week prior. Um, as you said, as we said at the top, it's a it's a real moving week this week, week seven. Um, really loser leaves home, uh, loser leaves town sort of setup. Um, and I think all three podcast members are in that boat. We w- we wouldn't want to drop one, but um, we'll get to the we'll get to the previews, but. Um, I was overwhelmed with how many holes I have in my roster this week, so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, why don't we – let's try a um, a different slant on running through team by team, which we've not talked about this in advance, so this could just be an absolute disaster. Um, we'll go through the teams bottom to top. You've got to give us like a like a 10 to 20-word summary on that team each. Mm. All right, so let's let's start with Ben. Grande. Anyone want to volunteer to go first? I'll go first if you want. Yeah, your idea, you can go first. <laughs> All right, sure. Ben Colagrande, 0-6. Has anyone ever butchered a draft this badly? Would be my my one mind <laughs> take on it. Kamish. Um uh, give Miles Sanders the ball more. That's my takeaway from Ben's team. Uh, lacks elite players. <laughs> Fair. 
Thus, um, I should... six. <laughs> Just on your point, Manny, I, when I was saying to him earlier, and I was, he was talking about the draft, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got to make sure next year I'm not a stone. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, I, I forgot until halfway through, like right near the end, that it was a super flex. I'm like, we were telling you during the draft. He's like, no memory of that. <laughs> I, I I just I'm gonna continually bring this up all year. His his draft because probably actually wasn't that bad. Moving up to eleventh, yourself, Kamish, Keeney. Do you want to kick us off on this one? Um. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I just want to rip into him somehow here. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first if you want. I, yeah. We'll I'll, we'll do them in the same order so everyone gets the same amount of time to think. Okay. For Kamish, I would go. Should make the playoffs with two teams to pick from. <laughs> uh, uh, prospects looking up, not as hopeless as last podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about your team. I'm I'm worried about you. That would be my summary. I'm worried that um, your depth is not where it needs to be. With your boy Jared Goff, why aren't you starting Jared Goff? This is more than a summary, but why aren't you starting Jared Goff? Because he might not even start this week, mate. And... Revenge week against these Rams. You got to start him. <laughs> Have to. Well, that's a problem in itself, isn't it? If you got Tannehill yeah, and Goff and no one else, got, and no confidence. I got yeah, Tyra Taylor coming back off IR in two weeks. That's cute. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on to Keeney. I'll go oh, with uh, <laughs> unless there's a bye week miracle, it's very hard to make the playoffs from two and five. Uh, Lamar will need to score eighty. I don't know how many yeah, words that is. That but... leads into my one, which is I hope Lamar has strong shoulders from how hard he's carrying this team. <laughs> <laughs> Although, with that said, they won like 34-6 on the weekend. He scored 11, um, yeah. which didn't really matter. Um, oh, look, my team's in trouble big time, not only this week. Um, I, my summary would be needs tight end premium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Cam? All right, let me just look at Cam's team. All right, for Cam, I'm going to go. Uh, more buys than a blue song. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye, bye, bye. That's NSYNC, you dickhead. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's, it's it's a I was going to go NSYNC, and I was like, no, it's blue, isn't it? But I don't know. Anyway, more, more buys than an NSYNC song. Um, I'll go with... Prayer circle for Saquon's ankle. Just without <laughs> Saquon there, it's yeah. It, it, you need that elite player to sort of pull his team up. Which without him, um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, my summary would be can still win it. Ooh. Can still well, win it. I think he gets 
He gets a decent matchup this week if he can get past the bye, and he's got some elite talent sitting there on his bench. Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, you insert them back into the lineup, and all of a sudden he's got a nice team. Uh, he needs it's a bit a to go call. right, but if he can somehow get to like three and five, four and six, he can come with a rush. It's, uh, when you say he can get past the bye, do you mean the bye week or are you oh, ben the bye? Uh, I'm not being disrespectful to Ben. <laughs> As commissioner, Ben should be Ben should have at least one win on the board at the moment. He should. He should. Um, eighth place, the old Johnny United sensible haircuts. Uh, I'm going to go with. I just decided to ride or die with the team I drafted, and I will live or die by that. That was a decision I made two weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to go oh. with big names, small scores. <laughs> Kamara or oh, Hopkins. Have been- Actually, he's been pretty hit or miss. Uh, Ridley, AJ Brown, Lockett, just premium fantasy names that just sort of aren't getting it done. Yep, and I think because of that, um, I don't know how you're two and four. Um, Fifth highest scorer in the league. Another one that has big upside if some of those names can actually start pulling their finger out. Jared? Uh, for me, Always it is, solid, Jared. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, and that was kind of where I was going to go with. Basically, feels like the Jared of last year. Mm. No one wants to play him come playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm Burrow and Chase just heating up. Just looks like it could be. He's heating up. A, yeah, a premium combo that he's probably going to have into next year as well. Where Burrow looks like he like he's passing more. Like I've gone way too long on my twenty words, but <laughs> no. I really like Burrow on Chase. Just <laughs> that's my short. It's short a great stack. Another one who in the coffin. Another one who just needs to get there um, and hope McCaffrey can can play because I think anyone who has McCaffrey that's in the playoffs is scary to play. Um, I do note that he does have four Indianapolis Colts sort of just sitting there on his roster, which is. I've never seen so many horseshoes in all my life. One for each, <laughs> one for each leg, I guess, but gee whiz. Might be trying. <laughs> He's trying to lure goggles across, maybe. <laughs> um, sixth place, we've got Reese at four and two. Um, I'm going to go with a. Will make playoffs, gets a dream run playing Keeney this week with. Both teams struggling with buyers. You don't miss from five and two. Uh, needs Cook to get him spotted. Get it. Needs Cook to get his body right during the buy. I think if he's going to be like a good playoff team, it's going to be on a strong Dalvin Cook second half. Or just get injured, right? Let Madison play. Oh, yeah, like, it's, it's fine. Like, but one or the other. Don't be half half. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um. I was going to say something around Jalen Hurts being terrible in real life, but unbelievable for fantasy. Still, I still worry. I still query about his wide receivers if they can get it done. Boyd Anderson, uh, Hollywood Brown's been good, but but Bateman comes in now, so that would be my yeah. main concern. Cooper's been pretty good with Rose. Yep, actually, I had to look at his scores. He's just had that one good week, and then he's five, five, fifteen, fifteen, ten. So just whether he's got back. enough firepower there. But you're right. He's got it. Like if if Dalvin Cook 
Gibson can stay healthy. He's got the firepower at QB to to make some noise. I just I don't know about his wide receivers. Yep. Uh, for Camo, I'm going to go yes. with <laughs> yeah. Uh, paying no attention to the league, not surprising given how much pleasure he gets out of the demons and charges at the moment. Um, still too Denver heavy for mine. The Denver being three and three on beating up crap teams, I think that I, I wouldn't want three Denver players, and I go mm. for Denver. Another one with limited wide receiver upside, but apart from that, I do like his team. But I think the less talked about him, the better. Yep. All right, moving up to fourth position, Dale at four and two. I'm going to go with strong team whose weakest link is its coach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in reference to both David Johnson and the Irv Smith Jr. decisions. Uh, I was going to go two words, King Henry. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's a... He's so good. I think I think you've both kind of nailed it there. I was going to say um, his some of his coaching moves are questionable, um, but how can you ignore what he's doing right now? It's yeah. it's unbelievable. He scored three touchdowns in three of the six weeks. It's. Yeah. Oh, it's I think he's just... on track for ring for twenty eight touchdowns and twenty four hundred yards or something insane. Like it's that. It's, well, it's... But I guess that tells you. It's unlikely to stay. Like he's mm. unlikely to keep that up, which means like Dale's only, despite all that, he's still the what? Yeah, four and two. He's the oh, he's third best score. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, not much bad you can say about a guy. It's fourth. Should be five and one. Should be. Should be. Although he could have easily lost to Fitzy. Yeah. Um, play that game all night. Uh, Woodsy. At third, um, can he survive the death of Mike Taglieri <laughs> and a year where projections have zero value? Oh, oh. Um, amazing summary! I'll give you that. <laughs> um. Another prayer circle for Josh Allen. Just if Allen, something happens to Josh Allen, I don't like, I mean, every team that number one quarterback would be hard, but there's just nothing behind. He's got Jimmy G and he's got Ben Roethlisberger behind him at the moment. So um, I think he needs to be lighting a candle for Josh Allen before he goes to bed each night. Well, he he would be able to get Trevor Lawrence in pretty quickly. I would have thought. Um, <laughs> on and on that theme, I think um, in summary is is Woodsy the worst trader in the league? Um, and if you want to share any more insights, please hit us up and let us know if you've been <laughs> if you've been burnt by Woodsy. On Twitter, hashtag Dobina Woodsy. In fairness, his team is pretty solid. If if Alan can stay healthy, as he said, he's got. He's kind of got a star at every position, I reckon. Yeah. So he's got Allen, Aaron Jones, Kelsey, Mike Williams has been unbelievable. Yeah. Metcalf. He's got those so players he's got, yeah, that he's got, can go off at every position. Like yep. we've talked about before, where 
it's not unreasonable that you could have 35 from two of those in a week. And Justin Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to Havers in second position at four and two. Uh, my summary will be engrave the belt now. There is no way the team with Kyla Murray, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, and Austin Eckler doesn't win the championship. And TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Hawkinson hasn't been that good recently. Uh, but, been, yeah. yeah. Mine would be um, just heavy lies of the crown. He's first time being a front runner. Um, he hasn't made a trade yet. Um, he hasn't really splashed on a big player on waivers. Um, you know, is he uh, freezing up? Doesn't want to risk it. And in, in fact, that is what's going to cost him. Can I just say, though, one of the great waiver picks with Daryl Williams last week, though. Yeah, yeah and I dropped him the week before. <laughs> I've done that three times this year. So Steph. I picked up a guy in a week, dropped him, and then the other bloke got injured. Anyway, it's not about me. Um, Haver's summary, the best drafter out of everyone this year, and you kind of touched on it. First uh, first seven picks, Kyla Murray, Stefan Diggs, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, TJ Hawkinson, and Kareem Hunt. Unbelievable. Just, yep, there were wins there. Um, and every then first play, every, every one of them, every that's, that's single one of them, just went that's bang, a team bang, bang, bang. Winning team, yeah. Didn't he? He could, he could have literally gone home at round yeah. eight, and he'd still be winning the league. <laughs> Correct. Absurd. Um, and then in top position, the only five and one team. Oh, never yeah. thought I would be saying this, Fitzy. Um, my summary is just this: it's the year of destiny. Literally, an earthquake couldn't stop him. A pandemic couldn't stop him. <laughs> Nothing will get in this man's way. He will make playoffs. Yeah, there's no doubt he'll make playoffs. I, I question whether he wins it, but I suppose if you've got a hipster in your team, you're always a chance. Um, the, <laughs> the biggest concern is the Zach Wilson or, at the moment, Geno Smith super flex. That's going to be a talking point all the way through the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah. Mine is, yeah, quarterback and running back. If it's got a back in it, I'm worried about it on Fitzy's team. Um, He's falling yeah. um, He's uh, running backs. He's got, sorry, Chris Carson on IR, but he's got a neck injury. And there's a good chance that the season's done by the time he comes off IR. So he may just stay on IR for the whole season. And then he's got Lap Murray, Ty Johnson, and... Devin Singletary at the moment. Ooh. Like, oh, yeah, um, true. He may have to move one of his great wide receivers to try and get a running back, I think, at some point. Good call. Very good. Uh, all right. Let's. So, uh, uh, Manny, that was different. What did you think? Did that work? Yeah, look, yeah, I think it's it was fine. It maybe. sped up the podcast considerably. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, that's what I was looking maybe. at the clock thinking that was 10 minutes instead of the usual four hours to get through. <laughs> a slight heads up is good for next time, but that's okay. Sorry, as as um, the listeners should know, we're not big on the preparation here. Fast and loose. If, there's this on my screen at the moment, like my computer screen, is a big web browser page that says this site can't be reached. The connection was reset. But that was me trying to log on to NFL 
Facebook.com to get fantasy up on my screen. So I'll at least oh, be able to reference something while we were talking. So <laughs> preparation is not as best, but sometimes we do our best work on the fly. That's it. Uh, sh- shall we get into a very quick preview of each of the games this week? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the game that could quite literally produce a Nintendo 64 or worse. Um, and that's the old Kelsey Clinton coming up against Cam. Um, oh, it buys galore. There's just no other way of putting it. Literally, the entire bench of Cam's team, including the IR position, is either injured or on by, and only one of them is actually injured, which is Barkley. So it's just it's just a nightmare to look at. Um, and then Ben Ben doesn't get out of by Scott Free either. He he's basically got half the bills, so that's hurt him. And he's got uh, the Cowboys as well. So buys. As we discussed sort of offline though, Steve, sometimes that's a good thing. If you can somehow snare a win here, mm. um, Cam, and then Cam's basically loaded for the for the remainder of the bye weeks, effectively. All his yeah. stars are on bye at the moment. So um, if he can get away with it, he, you know, he brings in Keenan Allen, Dak Prescott, Dawson Knox, James Robinson um, for the remainder of the season. It's a pretty good spot to be in. Um, will he get over the line this week? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Ben for the first to get the W on the board. Uh, I will also be tipping Ben, but it could all just come down to does Baker play on Friday mm. morning? If he doesn't play, then Oof. Cam starting Taysom, and then I'm assuming he's also injured. Taysom's also injured. That's the thing. He's got. Well, he might be. Yeah, out, he might be able to get Davis Mills off the waiver wire. Mm. If Ben was shrewd, Ben would be taking every available quarterback right now off the waiver wire just to give him no chance. Um, That's true. What do you think? Who who are you tipping? Oh, you're tipping Ben. Sorry, I'm going to tip. Look, I agree. I was going to point out the quarterback situation as well, but I'm going to tip Cam for no logical reason other than I refuse to tip Ben ever again after tipping in the first two weeks since being disappointed. So I'm going to tip Ben. I'm going to... He's breaking the duck. Yep. I hope, so. I hope you're right. Um, the next one was Dale, the old Irv Smith Jr.'s meniscus, coming up against Jared, the fantasy team. Um, this is a bit different. Not too much by interruption here. There's a little bit. Um, Dale loses a couple. He's probably more hurt by Nick Chubb, though, um, to be honest. But he's picked up Dearness Johnson on the waivers today, which is interesting whether he gives him a start. Mm-hmm. Interesting yeah. one. All right, they're going to do yeah. there. I've got the other guy, and it's, do oh, they sorry, go? Actually, of... I, sorry, I should say I, I missed this on my first glance. But Jared actually does lose a bit from buys. He's got Herbert out. Herbert, yeah. Um, he loses Emmanuel Sanders as well, but Herbert's the main one. Yeah, the Demetric Felton versus Deonis Johnson. I think Deonis Johnson's more the straight line, traditional running back, and Demetric Felton's more your Kareem Hunt out of the backfield gadgety type of running back. So who knows what who's going to be better for PPR though. It might it might be um Felton might be better. So not sure. It'd be interesting to see with both of them out how they actually get used. Yeah. I think I think you gotta start him, don't you? If you pick him up, oh yeah. Ernest Johnson, when when else are you gonna start him? Well he's he's flex is Christian Kirk at the moment. Well I'd be thinking I'd be sticking him in. 
Uh, I mean, it might not matter. Derek Henry could put up a hundred against Kansas City's defense the way they're playing at the moment. Oh yeah, gee whiz, that's true. It's a really could be good like uh, classic high school football where they just run um, power right and get a touchdown on every play. Isn't uh, I'm probably going a little over the top here in terms of my detailed football knowledge, but isn't the problem with Kansas City at the moment though that they can't defend passes? Like, aren't they just getting thrown all over, or is it is it just their defense both. in general? Yeah, right. a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're playing... Um, they gave up, like, 250 rushing yards against Baltimore. Yeah, I know they, they're good at it, but they've been pretty average. Interesting. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, tips? Oh, no, sorry, tips. You're right, you're right. Oh, I'm going to tip Jared. Jared for me, Jared for me, uh, Dale, you can't be winning with uh, Brandon Cooks, Callaway, Uzoma, Christian Kirk. That would be my thought. Yeah, yeah Jared for me as well. Feel free to reference that when you win. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> Very good. Uh, next one, we've got the old curse breakers coming up against Woodsy, the cleats and potatoes. Ooh, big matchup. Is there any cash on this one? Or is it just me and Manny that does the cash with Woodsy? It's you guys. Our um, pockets are bare, Manny. We need a lift, mate. Agree. Well, after Woodsy basically, I don't know, conned himself and gave me two chances of winning my bet with him this year, I'm um, I'm, I'm one down, so I've got one strike left against him. So this is a big one. I need the commission to get up here and... You're not going to get to keep those chances out of here because I know you've got Big Kelly on by but he loses Josh Allen and Ben Roethlisberger. So you can't ask for a much better shot at it than this with these two quarterbacks out. Yeah, and how's the um, picking up a second defense, uh, Woodsy, when he's got three players on by, just not worried about his depth at all. Just, yeah, I'll just go two defenses. And trying to challenge, uh, trying to channel... He's in a fitzy here by starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though he clearly <laughs> won't be playing, I don't think. So he's on IR. Uh, he's he might be IR, back, won't so, he? I don't, I don't think so, but um oh, actually he could be, yeah. Apparently he might be. But also uh, all the players in the Kelsey trade, no buys this week. So uh mm. Moore, Patterson and Waddle um versus Garoppolo, Ayuk and Kelsey. And they're all in starting lineups at the moment. So um be interesting to see how that plays out in this game. Yeah. There's no like there's a there's a small percentage chance that Garoppolo, Fitzpatrick, Roethlisberger, and Allen are all all not available. Woodsy could there's a chance there's a world where Woodsy has no QBs this week. Um I know Garoppolo probably starts, but I'm not sure what's going on with Lance. Um, I actually like your chances this week, Andrew. If you do start Jared Goff, please, in a revenge match, that would be great. Um, so if you start him, I'll tip you. How's that? And you'll be tipping Woodsy then. I, I'm going to tip. Edge. I, I've never seen a stronger proof point of someone being obsessed with rankings and projections and Woodsy putting in a guy on IR because he's got a projected 16 points. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the most farcical thing I've ever seen. But um, 
having said all of that, no, I'm going to ignore the projections. I'm going to tip the cage. And yeah, I'm tipping myself. Oh, oh wow. Well, I've tipped myself every week. Thank you very much. I, I believe in me. It'd be great because Woodsy gets really fired up. It's more just when he listens to this and no one tips yeah. him. Yeah. Real chip on the shoulder. You say anything about him, although he, I, I should have Real. Josh Allen in the bank after giving him some mild compliments this week. It's actually a, he's actually got, he's actually got a potato chip on the, <laughs> on the shoulder. <laughs> you remember that a few years ago where it was like the thing you're at a pub and you'd put a chip on someone's shoulder. And no, just, but it's great. Right. Look at bomber <laughs> chip on his shoulder. Um, <laughs> the uh, the next one is maybe that was just my mate's idea. Um, <laughs> The next one is Camo and the old Doc Jones, the future champs. Um, pretty nice, tasty matchup here. Both of them are kind of rocking dimension spots in the kicker and defense department. Um, they both lose a big running back this week with uh, Eston Eckler and Nikhil Harris. Too late for me tonight. Um, Najee Harris on by, uh, respectively. Probably Hay was a little worse off him with the seeds as well. Um, mm. But other than that, both teams relatively intact, particularly in the quarterback position. What do you guys think of this one? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I agree. I think Havers is certainly probably a little bit more affected than what Camo is, but I still think he's got a pretty nice uh, starting lineup and it's some nice matchups like. Um, even Daryl Williams against Tennessee, I think, is a really nice matchup. Um, Kyler against Houston could do anything. Um, I'm going to tip Havers in this one, um, just just purely based on matchups rather than what I'm seeing on the other side. Yep. Yeah, I'm tipping Havers as well. Question, just on Havers' team, he's got... So Murray's always starting, and then he sort of has to choose between Bridgewater and Jones uh, in the... Superflex. When you're coming up against Camo, who's got three Denver players, do you stick with Bridgewater, who he's got there at the moment, or do you go Jones, where it's if Denver just doesn't show up, you probably just win the week uh, if Jones just has an average week. But then if you go Bridgewater, you're sort of covering off um, mm. a little bit. A little, oh, yeah, I love that. I love the little block, the QB blocker. The other thing, the other interesting wrinkle on that one is it's the Friday game. So yeah. it's not like you can go, oh, well, I'm dominating. I'll play it. Because so, I think playing Bridgewater is lower, lowering the variance a little bit. Um, but with it being the Friday game, that makes it a bit trickier. I don't know. Yeah. Probably how confident Good you point. are in your win. If you think yeah. you're going to win with the rest of your team, you, you Bridgewater. play Bridgewater. Uh, it'll be interesting to see mm. who he plays. So he's questionable. I think he's going to play at the moment. But, I mean, it could be get taken out of his hand and um, rock him, sock him, lock could be in the team. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting uh, here is that, um, and remember back to last game as well, Tail Heineke is only projected for one. So clearly NFL.com thinks that uh, Fitzpatrick's getting the start again. He's back. Interesting to see that. It's going to potentially impact two teams if that doesn't happen. Um, I'm going to tip... Havers, just because I feel like the eventual premiers win most of the games they play. Yep. Yeah, I'm going Havers as well. Same. 
Beautiful. Two to go. Um, this one is the absolute horror show oh. that is Keeney's roster coming up against Reese. You, in, in fairness to you, Keeney, you're only projected to lose by 46 at this point. It's incredible. <laughs> I've got I've got two days to to come up with something respectable. What are the chances Jarrett Patterson puts up 40 for you? Oh, he should. <laughs> <laughs> When get yeah. when Antonio Gibson gets ruled out, step him in. No, no yeah. issues. Why not? And Rashad Penny will come off IR and start for me this week. That'll be good. The problem with Penny is the they play on Tuesday, so Colin, you won't know about Collins. You might have to pick up Travis Homer. Have you had a look at my squad, mate? I'm not concerned about what time they play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you, it's all going to come down to the timing of when the penny is dropped. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, just, uh, just, I'm just still going to tip. Don't you just end the podcast off. on that? You're done there for the night. You can't top that. Uh, I'm going to tip Reese. <laughs> yeah, so you got to go, right, Dora. <laughs> uh, and then the last one is uh, me playing Woodsy. Uh, sorry, Fitzy. Fitzy, I should what a matchup. say that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the team of the underperformers versus Destiny, which doesn't sound great for me when I say it like that. Um, Kirk Cousins on a bye is a little inconvenient for me. Um, he loses really no one other than well, Adam Thielen, I guess, is probably Devin Singletary as well. But you know, the, the best players in this one aren't really impacted. No, and when you can sub kind of Cousins, Went, although Wentz at nine is a tough matchup for him, but it's a pretty good sub that you've got. So your team's pretty strong, um, projected 157. That'd probably be one of the high, highest projections this week, I would have thought. Um, so you've basically got a fully loaded side, which is handy. Um, yeah, Fitzy, five and one, though. It's hard to tip against Fitzy, isn't it? Like Tyreek Hill against Tennessee, you'd be you'd be sweating that one out. He could go absolutely, absolutely bananas. Mm. Um, even Adams, Devonte Adams against Washington is another amazing matchup. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll tip Steve, but not a heap of confidence. It's more just around the fact that that um, super flex position scares me. Zach Wilson at the Patriots scares the hell out of me. Put up two points last time they played. Yeah, and he. Just does not want to put Hunter Renfro in the Superflex. You got to do it. Is there any way to do it? It's got to be this one. And those You've running backs, Ty Johnson, and that's a that's a worry. No, I'm I'm tipping Steve with a little bit more confidence now that I've gone through it. Mish, yeah, also on Steve. Ooh. I'm I'm going to tip myself. Um, I think that where I've got the advantage is Latavius. And Ty Johnson is his two running backs, but Latavius got carrying an ankle injury. But as you say, I don't have a lot of confidence because his best players could literally just put up 40s and 50s. Yeah, and for sure. I'm not going to get near him. Um, but anyway, I've, it, it's, it's nervous times at the moment because this is the sort of game you go into in normal circumstances and be like, yeah, you know, I'm confident, but what will be will be. Can't afford to lose anymore. I've had too many of them this year that I've dropped. So, very, very nervous going into this and, one. And a big Tuesday for you. You've got Winston, Kamara and Lockett all uh, trying to get you over the line. Who knows? What do I need to be with you, do you reckon? How far back oh. do I feel comfortable with this? 
for I reckon you'd want to be within 50, 5, 50 in the 50 range. Mm. Yep. Be interesting. Will he play Geno Smith in the Superflex for a little Tyler Lockett block? There's options everywhere here. It really is. I'll tell you what, um, I, I, I purposely, I, I sort of have a little bit of room to move because I've got some guys on the bench. I've got Damien Williams. I've got Chase Edmonds who could easily play. Um, I went with the roster I went with because I really liked the idea of having all these Tuesday ones to watch. But my experience of last week, it is so nerve-wracking when oh, you're chasing yeah. down points on a Tuesday because, like, it's just when the games are all playing at once, it doesn't matter. But last game and you need points, every little thing is magnified, yeah. which is why I do it because it gives you more enjoyment out of fantasy. But gee, it's gonna if I've got to chase down 50 points or 60 points or 70 yes. points, or anytime you're looking at the projections and you're like, I always just want to be the side that has the lead because it's like you just get an injury or whatever, like just give me the points yeah. on the board, yeah. I'll take it every time. I was going to say though, it's I, I almost find it more nerve wracking when you do have the lead though, because one, because you're doing it in your head, you're like, okay, I'm up by 15, so that may, so an 80 yard touchdown, and I'm fucked. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay. and then he just a long yeah. bomb. You're like, oh shit, yeah. here we go. I'm up, I'm up by 15. He can run an 80 yarder, but don't throw him a dump off pass. <laughs> yeah. 80 yarder because I'm going kind of thing. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Also, just I think we've been doing the podcast too long. We. Nearly tipped exactly the same this week. Really? Did we? oh, really? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I think the Ben and Cam game, Manny tipping Cam was the only sort of outlier. Wow. There you go. Well, we're all, we're not great judges because clearly our fantasy teams aren't doing too well this year. Um, <laughs> any any closing words, boys, before we sign it off for the old week seven preview episode? Uh, just halfway there. It goes so quick. We'll be... End of yeah. the season, or probably end of the season for us, where our seasons are going in seven <laughs> weeks. Yeah, we need uh, we need some podcast lift here. Uh, yeah, agreed. It's been an enjoyable first half of the season. It'd be nice if we could uh, grab a few more wins. But as we've touched on a couple of times, it really is a big week for a lot of league members this week. Um, like we, we 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 want it to go down to the wire in terms of playoffs, but it really could consolidate quite a few league members. At the halfway point, none more so than the big fits. Uh, I, I just think if he wins this week, it's it's um, really scout those tattoo parlors, mate, and work out where you're going to go because he's home, he's in. Yeah, I, 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 I would call it and say six and one, the bet is done. That's all. Oh. That's a win this week. <laughs> you're on fire. <laughs> We're practicing poetry all week. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> good place to note. finish it. <laughs> Thanks very much, boys. Pleasure. Chat to you in a couple of weeks' time. Beautiful. Always go, pups. Go, pups. Can't join you, Niners. Live. <laughs> Ruby, 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 Ruby.